Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us tonight on episode 17, season three of the standoff with Brad and Richie. We're here live every Wednesday on Facebook throughout the season. Evening, Richie. Well, another Warriors loss, um, but not by the margin that I was predicting last week, which I guess is a bonus. Um, but besides that, we had a pretty good weekend of footy. How was your weekend and your thoughts on the round? Mate, weekend was great. Thank you. Hope yours was good as well. Um, yeah, there's some really interesting games on, um, which we'll we'll cover off. And, and yeah, the your favourite team, the Dragons, were... <laughs> <laughs> oh, tipping up, tipping up our um, tips there. You, you didn't have to bring them up straight away, but yeah, oh, we will I'll bring them up some more. Yeah, you wait. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, they did well. Um, but while we're here live on Wednesdays at eight pm, you can also catch our show at your convenience on iHeartRadio. Just remember, search for New Zealand Sport Radio. As always, we're going to cover everything you need to know in the week that was rugby league, including our top stories of the week, a review of round fifteen, and an update of our tips. We'll then stop and answer some questions from you guys as well as some questions we've got for each other. Um, before then going into preview State of Origin Game 2 and the internationals we have this weekend. Um, before then, hopefully having a quick recap of Super League. It's not that long. There was only one game, um, so it shouldn't be too bad to catch that up on. Um, but yeah, remember to send us questions throughout the show and hopefully we can answer them all. But we may as well jump straight into our, our top stories, Richie. Let's do that, mate. Uh, first up, we had this Origin 2 sides named, and uh, I suppose the biggest thing is going to kind of segue into the question you've asked, um, spoilers, but um, Talakai declared his allegiance for New South Wales over Tonga. There are a few people um, not too happy about that. I don't personally see the issue. He kind of made it pretty clear that he's proud of his Tongan heritage, but he's an Australian-born um, man that has always dreamt of playing state of origin um especially he explained when he was younger it was kind of in that beautiful period where queensland were wiping the floor with your lovely new south wales team and he really wanted to um get in there and try to make new south wales um at least a little bit competitive so i say full credit to him um it's better to do it now than you know waiting to the last minute and leaving tonga in the lurch 
So I think great for him there. But what are your thoughts on the sides that were named? Any surprises for you? Yeah, I honestly don't didn't think New South Wales were that far away in game one that such sweeping changes would be made. I think I don't know what it is from Freddie Fittler, whether it's panic mode or he's just no, seen he's, something. You, you think it's scared. panic mode? Yeah, he's I running so. scared. Yeah, some real interesting ones, mate. I mean, um, people like Jordan McLean getting picked. Uh, um, Josh Adokar, what, what more does he need to do? I Honestly, he's playing the house down in a, in a side that hasn't been too great up until the past couple of weeks, and and he's been there, done that. So yeah, there's a few few funny ones for me, but, I mean, it's all going to come down to the game. If, if they win, if New South Wales win, then he'll look like a genius. Yeah, um, which is probably something not many people have said about Fittler, but yeah. um, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, I was surprised about the amount of changes he made. Mm. Um, it, it did seem very, um, like I said, running scared type scenario because it wasn't like they got wiped off the park. Yeah. Um, if that had happened, then potentially I could see the reasons. But I thought Jack Trebojevic should have been in there the first time around. We talked about yeah, it on the show. We did. I, I didn't see why he would be in, be not picked instead of a Tarek Sims. Um, they've switched those two now, so Fitler was listening. To me on that, um, yeah, Adokar, I I really don't know what more he needs to do. Um, I thought it was unfortunate that he didn't get picked to begin with. Um, he he might be in a team that hadn't been performing well. They are at the moment. But um, mm. it's a different kettle of fish when you get put into another team, um, yep. especially a team with all those calibre players. So it should be interesting. Um, but, yeah, I... I'm looking forward to that game, um, which is something I haven't got to say about Origin in a while. So it should be good. Um, I had another one. I was meant to get the actual quote. Um, a Tigers podcast invited the Tigers chairman to come on the podcast, and he replied back in quite a rude way. Did you get to see this, Richie? No, I didn't until I, I saw you mention it in the news and I kind of looked it up. But yeah, maybe we should slide into his DMs, mate, see if we get a warmer reception. Um, so basically, yeah, it's a guy I, I haven't actually watched it or listened to the podcast from the guy himself, but apparently he can be a bit harsh on the Tigers and the owner was not or the chairman wasn't that happy about it. Here we go. Found it. Um. So this I'll read. I'm going to read out his full message back. So he said, "As to your kind invitation to appear on your podcast, I decline so that you can comfortably continue with venting your spleen, which obviously appeases <laughs> your need to be relevant. From my perspective, you are not any utility to my role as chair of the club itself. You are perfectly entitled to your opinion, but it carries no weight whatsoever. It may have if you have even committed to becoming a member and putting your money where your mouth is." You don't even do that. Uh, um, a simple no would have been fine. <laughs> yeah, I think that's it. Um, we've been lucky enough on this show to have um, Cam and George join us. And even when I asked him if he didn't want to, he could have just said no um, and moved on with his day. But um, that's quite a big tirade 
to throw at someone, especially with everything going on with the Tigers right now. It's just, mm. I don't think it's a good look. Um, what's the name of the podcast? Honestly, you know, I don't prepare for these things um, normally. <laughs> Hold on. Um, so, yeah, while I'm finding that information, do you, what what's your take on the chairman coming out like that to the fan base? Uh, very strange, especially given the state the Tigers clubs in, um, and at the time being, um, yeah, it, it just kind of just speaks volumes to me about um, the organisation. If, if that's if that's one of the chairmen, you know, um, it almost confirms what I my inkling that the rot the Tigers sort of starts quite high up, right at the top. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of my thoughts too. And um, Simon, the it's called West's Life. So um, West with an S, Life. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't, I don't understand um, why you do it. I think Simon's put a good point out there, um, which is probably another reason I'd say Cameron George has joined us once and he's joined you know ruin hammer in australia he's, he's joined them almost as many times as i have um and it's like you said um engaging with podcasts and stuff is kind of the way to go in this day and age um yeah. more you're more likely to get people listening to you about your club on a podcast than you are if you're going to go to the media um so yeah i don't know how big his podcast is it's not like i listen to a lot of podcasts from other rugby league clubs um i listen to the ones that go over everybody or ones that are very yeah. specific so um it would i i i don't like what he said about not being a paying member because you don't know where the guy lives um if he was living in driving distance of stadium maybe that could be a thing but that's not really the issue um you just got to be more professional um mm. in that type of position in my opinion but um yeah if there's one way to um make people fall in love with the tigers again um he's not kidding the right way so but but unfortunately but at least it, it's better than um us talking about the warriors owner being a dick or something <laughs> so it makes a change yeah, makes a nice change. um we'll may as well stick with the tigers train though um the panthers assistant um cameron serraldo he took a tour of the Tigers' facilities recently. Um, Tigers have kind of put on their big boy pants and told him he's got until the end of the week to make a decision on if he wants to be the coach or not, or they're going to move on to other options. It's a um, pretty staunch way to go for the guy that you want. But my question is, do you think they actually have any other options on the table? I'm not sure if they do or not, but with from Serraldo's point of view, I... I'd tread very carefully. <laughs> I know, you know, having a head coaching job would be quite a um, attractive proposition, but he's quite highly touted as a up and coming coach. He's not not old by any means. He's still still quite young, so I, I think he doesn't need to rush into a decision like that. Jumping on board a, a club that seems like it's a little bit of a sinking ship, um, he could stay at the Panthers and enjoy more success. Um, wait to see what happens in the coaching landscape within the next couple of years. Something, uh, you know, might pop up that might be a bit of an easier ride. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, well, 
before the season started, um, there were no jobs in offer, and now there's three. Yeah. So, you know, if you take this job now, who's to say a, a more enticing job doesn't pop up in a couple mm. of months or what have you? It's It would be interesting. I think the biggest issue I would have, much like I look at the Warriors as well, the biggest issue I have if I was a coach coming into the Warriors is the upper management. Yeah, 100%. Um, and that's to say, that's worse with the Tigers, I feel. Mm. Um, we always hear the stories about, like, how bad it is management-wise. So that would be my biggest concern, and if that's something you want to take on board as a rookie coach. Um, and, yeah, like you said, he's still young. He can, uh, another year or two under under Ivan at the Panthers, he can learn some more and then get a better opportunity. But mm. it's going to be completely up to him. Um if they're going to stay true to this ultimatum, we should be able to discuss it next week because we'll either have a yay or nay. Um, but yeah, interesting times ahead. But I, to be honest, out of the three jobs, I think the Tigers is the least appetizing. Yeah, big time. Um, so yeah, if I was him, I'd be a bulldog if I was making the jump now. So interesting times. But um, we'll get on to some Kiwis talk because I'm trying to avoid Warriors as much as I can this week. Um, Jesse Bromwich has been named Kiwis captain again. Um, he he was a few years back until he got it taken away from him um, due to the drug scandal. Um, but it's good. He, he's grown up a lot, and it's good to see him get it back. Um, what's your take on Bromwich taking back the reins of captain for the Kiwis? Yeah, I'm happy enough with that. I think when you, when you run your eyes over the roster and the team that's been named it seems like a pretty logical choice um yeah yeah i mean um yeah i'm cool with it i think he's probably the obvious one is that what you feel yeah when i was looking over the team like i'm looking at it right now um yeah it's him i don't really yeah. see anyone else in the starting lineup that i would say has got captain on like material on him no. so um you know, probably the next best in there is Jerome Hughes. Yeah. I don't know if you want to throw captaincy on him as well as steering the ship um, on a or, um Or Peter Hicku, but that's extremely biased by me because, yeah, yeah, extreme man crush. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's they're great teams. We did talk about it last week. Um, but, yeah, great lineups for both sides. It looks like it'll be a real, <laughs> a real cracking game. Um, so really looking forward to that. Um, we'll get into some bad news now just for a little bit. <laughs> Simon said he brought he only bought white powder at Canberra. How was he meant to know it was bad drugs? That's true. Um, <laughs> but um, Tyrone Peachy, we're, we're keeping the Tigers train rolling. Um, he looks set to leave the Tigers already. He's only been there for a, a cup of tea, but um, the club has told him that he's free to take up offer from another club before the 1st of June um, or 1st of July if an offer is on the table. What's your thoughts on the Tigers just letting everybody jump off the ship now? Yeah, it's crazy. First, um, Luciano Lelo and now Peachy. Uh, Peachy was meant to be one of their big signings. Uh, probably hasn't really unfolded that way, but... Yeah, I don't know. I'm more interested in who might throw him up an offer. Do you see anyone in the NRL throwing an offer his way, or do you think Super League bound? Um, I think there's plenty of teams that could 
do with having a guy of his talent on there. He's very talented and he can fill a number of positions. Off the top of my head, I can't think of one that would have the space or the like the the money space, I guess, um, at this time of year. Um, there's a few. You could always go back to the Titans. You know, I know <laughs> he just left there, but they kind of need they need some help. Um, but yeah, he would be a superstar in Super League if he decided yeah. to jump over there anyway. So it's really, I think, the ball is in his court. Um, can do, talking about Super League though, Josh Reynolds has been effectively released from Hull FC. No word on where he's going to end up, if he's going to secretly come back to Australia and become a Dolphin, which is, you know, where everyone's apparently meant to be going um, until they decline. But um, just sounds like I, I read the interview with um, Hodgson, who is the, the coach over there, he just said it just wasn't working, working out between um, Reynolds and Hull FC. So they just decided it was easier to part ways. Um, interesting developments. He hasn't really been playing a lot. He's been hampered by injury. So um, that might have played a factor. But do you see any NRL team that would potentially grab Josh Reynolds? Mm, no, I was just going to ask you what um, what his reasons were, but you just covered that. I, I saw it on my Facebook, but I only scanned the headlines. So really interesting. Yeah. Um, I think he was a, a fantastic player probably back when the Bulldogs were last a decent team, <laughs> maybe sixes, you know, at least half a decade ago. So, yeah, yeah, it kind of feels like he's had a stuttering career post that and, and obviously went to the Tigers in Super League. It's been pretty stop-start. So, um, yeah, it's hard to say whether I see him back in the NRL. Uh, I don't think he'd be on any massive money if he did. It might, you know. Um, no, he'd be a bargain pickup. Yeah, he would um, be. By Simon's just said that some NRL players are going to the English second division because um, the top two, like, they're spending money like there's no tomorrow and they have no restriction on foreign players. So that could be another option too. He could be looking at a payday in the second division over there. Um, so I'll keep an eye on it and see if I can get any further developments before next week. When you, when you say it's not working, elaborating on that, is it – him not liking it over there and wanting to come home or is just within the club within the club from what i was reading they were very um p pc in their interview yeah. it, um they didn't want to throw him under the bus or vice versa just sounded like it wasn't working at the club so sure they didn't spec specify that it was a being based in uk type problem so mm. um i'd say yeah, it's just not clicking at that club but before we move on to injuries, um, I've got one. I want to leave on a nice, sweet note, um, as the news always likes to be a bit down in the dumps. But Benji Marshall, um, he won the Celebrity Apprentice for 2022, um, earning $487,105 in the finale for the South Cares charity. So it's a, it's a charity organization that the South Sydney Rabbitohs have organized to help youth um ideally it, it's tailored towards the indigenous um children and ha what have you but it's great to see there was a video going around all last night from one of his he did a pitch for a documentary i think it was one of the challenges we don't get the show here but i got the clip and it was just him talking about 
um, never knowing his dad and his upbringing, and he was doing like a documentary on his life and discovering the other half of him, and he got quite emotional in it and and stuff. And I talked about it a bit. I don't think it was with you. It might have been with my flatmates. We were talking about the Warriors and what we need to do, and I said we should bring Benji in just to chat and talk to the players and that emotion and that you saw from him it's that kind of thing that i thought would help the warriors don't think it would ever happen but you can never say never robo's got big pockets i caught that i didn't even know he was on celebrity apprentice to be fair i already caught that pitch that you were talking about on on facebook uh yesterday pretty powerful stuff but that's fantastic for him to to win that um I also caught a, a video of him going into bat for Sean Johnson too and defending him amid people saying he should retire. So, yeah, I, I'm liking what Benji's throwing out at them at the moment. Yeah, well, I think he's the perfect guy to be talking to Sean Johnson because he yeah. has had the same ups and downs that Sean is going through now um, in his time. Um, so if anyone knows, it's him. Um but yeah, it's it's great. We'll see we'll see what happens um, when we talk about the Warriors next game, on if Sean has found some a bounce back um, after returning home and seeing his daughter. So <laughs> no, we're not sending another one to the Blues, <laughs> Paul. Um, so we'll go to the injury ward now. Um, we've got a couple. So um, first one up, we had um, Alex Twelve from the Tigers. I'm sure Nasty. you saw it. He, he yeah. was stretched off the field um, after a head knock. Um, they're going to follow concussion protocols and meet with a specialist before returning to the field. No length of time given right now. Some were saying his season was done, but others are saying he should be right in a couple of weeks. Um, we'll keep an eye on it to make sure we know when he's coming, but we can almost 100% guarantee that he will not be playing at Mount Smart next week against mm. the Warriors. Um, continuing the head knocks, um, the Roosters lost both Nat and Egan Butcher um, in the same same match to head knocks, and they're also going to go through the same concussion protocols. Mm. So um, we're not sure how long that will be. Um, Raider Jamie Schiller, he's going to be out for some time after suffering a suspected broken collarbone. Um, and then Ruben Cotter... From the Cowboys, he suffered a grade three hamstring strain in the warm-up just before kickoff, um, before the Cowboys played Manly. And they sound like he's going to be okay, but he obviously he's missing origin this weekend, which I'm sure is a massive blow for him there. But he should be right for round 16, they believe. So, any thoughts on any of those injuries, Richie? Yeah, I'll just touch on the Twile one. Yeah, it's pretty gruesome. Never nice watching watching a uh, head knock result in, in that kind of scenario being st- stretched off the field. Um, yeah, so I, I hope he I hope his recovery goes well. Um, I kind of thought that he would – I had this feeling that he would come to Mount Smart, the Tigers, and, and wind up scoring his first ever career try. <laughs> but he's I still waiting. He's still waiting, unfortunately. But, yeah, hope he, hope he heals up nice and fast. Yeah, he kind of got it wrong. When you're charging the kicker down, it's usually the kicker get, that gets hurt, not the guy mm. doing the charging. Um, yeah. Horrible accident. But, um, yeah, hopefully he, he kicks through. But we'll go through to Naughty Boy Corner now. Um, no suspensions this week. 
which was a bit of a surprise because there were a few few iffy situations um, in the games. But we got a couple of fines. Um, Rooster Lindsay Collins, who was probably the closest to getting some time away, um, he got fined two and a half grand for a grade one dangerous throw. Um, there was a lot of comments on it last night because <coughs> it was almost the, um, the same action that um, Jack Whiten did to Reese Walsh and saw some time on the sidelines. Mm. Um, but Lindsay just gets uh, a couple of grand. Um, is that just the the perks of being a rooster? Or it's the team he plays for, hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, devastating uh, tackle there. Um, sea Eagle Morgan Harper got fined a thousand dollars for a grade one dangerous contact. Um, Elliot Whitehead also got fined a thousand for a grade one contact as well. And then, uh, David Norfoluma from the Tigers got fined $750 for a grade one dangerous contact. So, just a lot of dangerous contacts. Um, but yeah, no suspensions. So, that's all I had for Naughty Boy Corner. So, we may as well jump into the round, Richie, give you plenty of time to. For us to discuss and dissect absolutely so thursday night game the brad's favorite team the dragons putting the game away halfway through half time halfway through the first half 32 to 12 was the final score six tries to two for the dragons ben hunt michaeli revelaro grabbing a double jack de moses Sully, and cody ramsey two tries for the rabbitos damian cook and cameron murray um in the second half. So, yeah, like I say, Brad, uh, Dragons doing all the damage in the first 26 minutes and throwing throwing up six tries in the first 26 minutes. It was a um, pretty shocking start from the Rabbitohs, and they wound up hooking their halfback, Elias, uh, after, I think, about half an hour. Um, yeah. Yeah, but this one was done before half time. What do you think? Oh, I was devastated. Um I don't like seeing the. It was the, <laughs> the second week in a row. I only got one game wrong. Spoilers for our tips, and this was it. Mm. Um, but the, yeah, they came. Dragons came out of the gates quickly. They, yeah, every point they got in this game, they scored in the first thirty minutes. Um, they they were targeting Lachlan Elias um, a lot, and he wasn't really standing up to it. And yeah, he got pulled early in the match, as you said, because of that. And um, it was a decent performance from the the Dragons. All the usual suspects were playing a part. Ben Hunt, Zach Lomax, Jack DeBellin played well. Um, I guess if you want to be negative about it, which I love to be when it comes to the Dragons, you would question um, or be concerned that they couldn't score any more points um, in the final 50 minutes of the game. But running up a big score early kind of ensured that they were never in doubt anyway. Um, Rabbitohs were just horrible. Um they couldn't defend. They couldn't attack. Um, they're just not clicking um, and need Latrell back. You know, I feel like I've been saying that every week since he was injured. Um, and I think with Elias getting hooked, it possibly means we could see Cody Nikarima moving into the halves. Um, there's been no word on it, but taking your half back off um, before half time is not a good indicator that you want to keep sticking with him. And... Um, yeah, a lot of work to do if they want to have a shot in the playoffs. Um, that's for sure. Yeah, I'm criticizing a team that climbed into the eight. Yeah, shut up, Paul. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought it was interesting taking Elias off. I mean, 
when you look at that first half an hour, the whole team was playing bad. I know Elias dropped the kickoff and, and yeah, I mean, he wasn't setting the world on fire, sure, but the whole team was shocking. To, to Yeah, he wasn't almost, the only one. Yeah, it almost felt like um, the coach was pinning it all on, on the young rookie, which, yeah, it's... I don't know if that's the message you want to send out, but yeah, it was an interesting one for me. But yeah, I think the Dragons possibly just clocking off because um, they were going for all sorts of records there in the first half. Um, yeah. Did they concede yeah. any points after he was pulled? Um, yes, they did actually. So he was pulled and the Rabbitohs scored their two tries in the second half. So Maybe from a Rabbitohs coaching point of view, you could say maybe his change had an impact or who knows? Maybe they might have scored more points if he stayed on, but and the Rabbitohs just lifted their standards. But, yeah, I thought it was a weird one. Yeah. The yeah. next Friday. The next game, Friday night game, was a cracking game. Manly Seagulls 26, the Cowboys 28, just sneaking through the Cowboys. Five tries apiece for Manly. Christian Tupelotu grabbed a double. Ruben Garrick and Lachlan Croker, who had an outstanding 10-minute period there in the second half, uh, he got a double as well. Five tries for the Cowboys. Valentine Holmes grabbed a double. Jeremiah Nanai seems to score every week almost. Reese Robson and Connolly Lemuelu rounded up the tries for the Cowboys. Uh, crazy one, Brad. Uh, I think eight minutes to go, the Seagulls were were c- coasting and up by, I it think it was 26-12. There you 26-12 go. 26-12 is seven minutes to go. Well, seven minutes to go, and the Cowboys go and score three tries in the last in the last eight minutes. Um, crazy, Brad. So, yeah, I think after this result, I'm throwing all my weight behind my um, my wonderful – North Queensland Vodafone Warrior Cowboys um, <laughs> since day one, my favourite team. Um, yeah. Um, what do you think of the game? Yeah, I see um, Mark Roberts commented that they changed the criteria for the suspension system. So grade one and twos are all mostly fines now. Yeah, um, yeah. that's right. But yeah, um, I thought this was a great match. The um, Yeah. It definitely looked like Manly were going to get the win and um, get themselves back into some positive football. And I think they had that same mindset. So they, when they thought they had it in the bag with seven minutes to go, um, it was just they. It was just the chance the Cowboys needed. And if there's one thing we've said a lot on this show, it's that the Cowboys under Todd Payton um, have grown a, a real tough edge and refused to quit. And that's what we saw here. Um, I thought Lachlan Croker, uh, Croker was fantastic. Scored mm. that double, as you said, kicked a nice 40-20. Um, they had Valentine Holmes. He got that 90-meter try, which they really needed at that time, off a wayward DC pass. Um, I think they're the real deal. It's um, hard to believe, but I thought the Cowboys, um, they're, they're going a lot better than I thought they would. And... The Seagulls, as much as I love them, you know, I, I predicted them as my, my team to win it all. Um, I think they're, they're struggling. They're, they're, I don't see them coming back anytime soon, um, which is unfortunate for them. I, I don't know. I don't know how to fix it. They they just seem 
as good as they can be, they just have little mental switches where they disappear and then it's over. It's almost like talking about the Warriors sometimes. <laughs> well, to, to comfort you a bit, I know they're, they're one of your favourite teams, Brad, but I actually think they're travelling a lot better than I thought they might uh, post. Without Tommy. Tommy. Yeah, exactly, yeah. post his injury. I thought they might struggle a lot more, but I actually think, you know, they haven't been too bad considering uh, that they've had to deal with a pretty hefty toll they're losing the reigning M for the season. So not all doom and gloom, I think, although they might struggle, maybe might sneak into the eight or just miss out. Yeah. Um, the next Friday night game, the Storm 32 over the Broncos 20, six tries to four, Tui Kamakamika, Cameron Munster, Jerome Hughes with a double, and Dean Edemeyer grabbing a double for the Broncos. Corey Oates grabbed a double, Sal and Cobbo, and Ezra Mam. Um, yeah, 32-20, I thought the Broncos were actually pretty good value there, um, despite Adam Reynolds being out. They were running with a halves pairing of Tyron Roberts and Ezra Mam, so definitely a bit of a makeshift spine they, they had going on there, but... Um, yeah, they in a little little period there in the first half. I think they put they put three tries on in about ten minutes, with double to Corey Oates and Sal and Cobo. So, yeah, I thought they were pretty good value until the storm eventually ground them out. Yeah, I think that's really the only notes I put. I did have a question mark with Tyrone Roberts. I have and just thought he he did play well. Um, he did a reasonable job with. Reynolds out, um, did throw a nice pass for Salwan Gobbo to score. Mm. Um, Oates, Cobbo, and Hazel, I thought, did big nights. Um, and, yeah, I thought they put in a great effort, but you need more than that when facing the storm. Um, but, yeah, I put in here they'll be disappointed in the result, but not the effort. Mm. And then, yeah, for the storm, what more can you really say? Jerome Hughes was massive. Yeah. Um, they, um, they're going to end up going to another level when Ryan Puppenhausen returns. Um, and they're just a dangerous side, um, threats all over the park, and are probably potentially the only side that I see um, stopping the Panthers going back to back, um, unless the Cowboys keep building. Mm. I'm, I just love watching Jerome Hughes play. I'm so, I'm so chuffed that him and Dylan Brown are getting the chance to run out for the Kiwis. I think that's a really deadly house pairing. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm moving off path a bit to the internationals coming up, but yeah, yeah. Um, such great depth for the Kiwis. I'm pretty excited about that, but yeah, storm being the storm, obviously we'll move on to Saturday. The Sharks 18 over the Titans 10, three tries to two. Siona Katoa, Matt Moylan, and Braley grabbing the tries for the Sharks. For the Titans, Bo Furmore and Greg Mazu, the tank, grabbing another one for his tally this year. Uh, this game didn't really reach any great heights for me, Brad. I think the Titans might be disappointed. Obviously, they need a result um, pretty, pretty fast. And the Sharks, although they won, mm -hmm. I don't think they'll be too pleased. <laughs> No, I think both teams probably came out of this feeling just as disappointed as each other, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I think I put in here, it was surprising um, me. It surprised me to see the Titans bring the fight to the Sharks, but I wasn't sure if it was that the Titans stepped up or the Sharks didn't show up. I wasn't mm. sure. Um, Titans, at least, I'll give them credit. They showed fight back. They were down 10-0. 
and they fought back to be um, 10 all at half time. Um, they they still lack experience, and I think their confidence is at an all time low, which is something we can relate to. And um, it hurt them in the back end. They did score a nice length of the field try in the final whistle to mm. end the match 18 16, and then the, uh, the bunker decided yeah. to take it away um, <laughs> due to a Sharks knock-on um, a few seconds before. And by the letter of the law, I understand what taking it away, but it was like, oh, just keep kicking the Titans while they're down, why don't you? Um, <laughs> yeah. Just let them let them have it. It wasn't going to change the game. Um, but, yeah, I felt a bit hard done by for them there. Um, but, yeah, last place is a hard place for any team to be in the NRL, and the only way is up. But I'm hoping they don't go up anytime soon because the Warriors are just above them. So <laughs> we want to keep keep the Warriors off the bottom. Um, but, yeah, the Sharks, they started the season so well, and I'm not really sure what's happened to give them the wobbles. It just, they're kind of... Yeah, it's hard to describe. I don't know if it's just because they're a new team um, and they're going through the they, they've had the honeymoon stage and they're going into the nitty gritty now, and it's it's just not all working for them like it was before. Um, they were just making too many errors, and um, they were lucky they were facing the Tigers, uh, Tigers Titans um, this week. Otherwise, they probably would have lost. Um, but it's not bad to say that you. Um, you lost, yeah, and Paul's just mentioned it. Um, you you get a, a horrible win, and you also make the top four again. So, mm. you know, it's um, it's not a bad one to take, but disappointing, I think, for Tyas Sharks fans that expected a, a big score. Mm. Well, they did come out of the gates pretty fast this year, didn't they? So they're a, yeah. they're a new setup um, with a new coaching setup and, and some big new signings, so... I think they're just finding that an NRL season isn't always rosy and, and plain sailing unless you're a Panthers supporter or Storm supporter. Um, but yeah, I, I wasn't of the same opinion as you with that last try, Brad. I I was wanting that one rubbed out because you never know that try might be the points differential that hands us a spoon. <laughs> we move That's on. So we move on to our game. Uh, the Panthers, 40 over the Warriors, 6. Seven tries to one. Moses Leota, Dylan Edwards, Taylor May, Brian Tor, Isaiah Yo, Liam Martin, and Brian Tor grabbed the second. Josh Curran grabbing a consolation try after 75 minutes for the Warriors. Brad, this is a weird one. I don't know if it says more about the Panthers or the Warriors, but 40 points to six, I actually felt like we had a decent enough dig. <laughs> is it weird that we got pumped by um, 34 points and, and I didn't feel too bad about that? <laughs> um, yeah, it was an interesting review that I wrote this week because it's for the first time in about six weeks, I felt positive, which is horrible yeah. to say when your team has lost by, you know, 30 odd points. Um, in my prediction on my website, I predicted we'd lose by 24. On the show last week, I said it would be anywhere from 50 to 100. Um, <laughs> so 34 wasn't that bad. It's I don't I'm not an apologist for them. They're still playing really bad. Mm. But you know, you fast forward uh, or rewind to when they had 70 put on them by the storm, or um, you know, I think was it the Sharks as well put yeah. a big a big score 
Um, and there was a few tries that they almost got, um, you know, but they were playing well, the best attacking side and also the best defensive side. So a few tries that they almost got that was stopped by good defense, I could see. It was just good to see them put some effort in, which is what I, as a Warriors fan and a Warriors writer, have been asking for. Um, mm. Just to see them having having a go. Um, I think I put in here that um, they showed life and attack in patches, and they defended well early. They were forcing a lot of Panthers' errors, which we're not used to seeing from the Panthers. Um, four of the forwards put in big effort. Um, we got Jazz... Um, Adam Fenor, Blake, Bunty Afoa, and Tohu Harris, they all ran for over 100 metres. Um, but the rest of the pack didn't crack 50, which is really, it's a real um, separation between the the top of the pops and the rest. So um, round 16, they need a bigger effort from the rest of the pack. Um, but yeah, they're still only playing in patches. And against a team like the Panthers, you can't do that. You need to be um, paying attention for the whole 80 minutes. Um, and yeah, Paul said during the show, we'd already labelled this episode Big Donut until Reese Walsh um, scored his, his try. Uh, not Reese Walsh. Reese Walsh set up Josh Curran's try yeah, after Curran. Chanel, after Chanel Harris-Tavita hit that massive 40-20. Um, mm. But yeah, it was, um, yeah, a better performance, a step in the right direction. Still a long way to go. But um definitely the heading the right way and um for the panthers it's kind of i've put on here it's just rinse and repeat what we've been saying all year good attack brutal defense and the win comes mm. Mm. and they scored a nice try off a scrum yeah I, yeah um, um rob also said yeah definitely improvement we're unfortunately playing penrith in a solid debut from Bulkman. Mm. yeah that's just it for me I, I feel like if we were playing nearly any other team other than penrith we would have come a lot closer. Um, I think, yeah, we're not playing the best, but it also says a lot about how good the Panthers are the past couple of years. And, um, yeah, and a shout-out to Falkman. Um, lovely to see him make his debut. This family in the crowd is, is dead in tears, which is always it gives you a bit of goosebumps to see that. Um, and I thought he handled the occasion pretty, pretty well. It's not easy making your debut against a team of that calibre. Um, and he had he had a lot of traffic going his way. Um, you know, I think the Panthers made sure they sent Liam Martin out looking for him a lot, um, and I thought he stood up to it pretty well, and he can only get better from here. Yeah, definitely. The next game, we'll move on from our Warriors. The Eels getting up over the Roosters. I didn't tip this one. I think I went for my Roosters. Eels 26 over the Roosters 16. Five tries to three. Dylan Brown, Isaiah Papali'i, Clint Gutherson, Mike Acevo, and Reed Money were the five tries for the Eels. For the Roosters, Joseph Suwali, Satili Tupunua, and Joseph Suwali grabbed a double beastie effort from the young man. But yeah, the battle of the inconsistent Sydney sides right now, Brad. Um, yeah, yeah, this this was the game that um, you and Simon both decided not to listen to me. And you went with the yeah. Roosters when I told you to go with the Eels. I have to catch you um, somehow. Not like that, um, obviously. Yeah, by picking the losing team does not help, um, <laughs> FYI. But um, <laughs> it is the inconsistent teams. I think that's why I said, I think when we were discussing who I picked, 
and I said, I picked the eels. I think my example was, I picked the eels and I don't know why. Mm. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Because <laughs> they, like I said, they, they've beaten the best teams in the TR comp and they've lost to the worst. And um, it's good to see them come back and play really well in this game against uh, a struggling Roosters outfit. But we kind of... I'm more looking at seeing how the Eels perform in the next round um, because they don't play consistent. So, you know, we could be, we're talking about a, a decent win by the Eels here. Uh, in two weeks when we're reviewing um, the next NRL rounds, we'll probably be talking about a, a horrible Eels loss. It's, yeah, I don't know. But Dylan Brown, he was outstanding. Um, as always, good to see him having a bit of form before putting on the black jersey this weekend. Mm. Um Clint Gutherson, I thought, um, sprung to life after being in a coma for the past couple of months. Um, Mitch Moses, I thought, was good again. And Sean Lane really played well. He, he's kind yeah. of the forgotten forward with everyone talking about Papali'i there. But um, I thought he did really well. Um, I think I put in my notes here that they were just relentless. Um, they kept pushing forward. Sometimes it didn't work, but they were just always pushing, um, which was great to see. They just need to keep doing it. Um, and, yeah, the Roosters, they had a rough night. Um, losing the Butcher Brothers didn't help them by any means. Um, Joseph Sawali um, has been a bright light for them. Um, yeah. Scored that nice double, and he's continuing to grow into the uh, superstar that everyone's predicted he's going to be. Um, but, yeah, they I think the biggest thing for them, they've got a great roster. Um, there's just a, a, a hit to the confidence, which I think they need to get back. I think start believing in themselves again and you might see them bounce back. You know, mm-hmm. they, they were doing so much better last year with all their second string than they're doing with their, their top stars. So yeah, what does that really say? Well, I'm not sure they're going to bounce back. Do you ever draw mm-hmm. handy, Brad? I'm pretty sure the Roosters play the Panthers next, so they might fall deeper into a hole. Am I, am I on the money? Is that who they're playing next? I'm pretty sure they are, but yeah, why are you are talking? They are. they are okay. Yeah. Thanks, Paul. Paul's doing something. Good to see that, Paul. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Unfortunate for the Roosters there. I can't see them tipping the Panthers up um, unless they get lucky. But yeah, it's not making my preseason tip for the Roosters look too great. But for the Eels, yeah, you mentioned Lane and Isaiah Papali'i. So I do love my Parramatta Vodafone Warrior Eels. Um, been a fan since day one. The Sunday games. Raiders squeaking home over the Knights, 20-18. to 18. 
four tries to three um, for the Raiders. Nick Kotrick, Matt Timuko, Xavier Savage, and Hudson Young grabbing the game winner a couple minutes out from time. Uh, for the Knights, Kurt Mann, Matt Crocker, and Edric Lee grabbed their three tries. Um, another game of sort of two teams looking like, do you want to win it or do I, do we want to win it? <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. What do you make of it? Yeah, um, I said like the Raiders started hard and fast, um, but when the Knights started to come back in the second half, I had my worries that we had another fader session on us um, mm. until that nice solo try in the 78th minute by Hudson Young. Um, but yeah, I'm sure Raiders fans and Simon will um, probably attest to it that they probably would have liked it to not be an edge of your seat match. Yeah. Um, Joseph Tapani was a monster in the middle. Xavier Savage adds uh, so much life to their attack. And um, Jamal Fogarty, I think, is finding his feet as the half for this team. Um, I think all the pieces are there for the Raiders, which Simon might like to hear. Um, it's They just need some fine-tuning and obviously a lot of work on how they play in the second half. But I think they've got what they need to kind of get back to the form of the old. Uh, it's not even that old. A couple of years ago now um, when they were a really solid team. Um, so, yeah, I think they're another team heading in the right direction. The Knights, um, they did look good at, with the ball in hand. Um, they need a lot of work defensively. Um, there were many times when their defensive positioning was poor, um, including that final try. Um, Hudson Young, to his credit, he noticed that Kalen Ponga was stuck in the ruck, so he wasn't back out the back. So he just ran out, put a kick through. And there were no no other players that ran in support to fill in that mm. hole. Um, it was very quick, so I'll give them a little bit of benefit of the doubt there. Um, but yeah, they they just need some work there, and their spine needs to put their hand up. They um, they're not directing the play, and they're basically I'm calling it Warriors ball, where um, you go a few years ago where the Warriors weren't doing anything; they would just throw the ball at Sean Johnson and say win and that's kind of what they're doing with Callum Ponga now and um, they're kind of like just hoping that they'll give him the ball and he'll magically score them all the points um he does I still think he needs to lift his game um but he needs help and I'm just not sold on the Knights being a top eight side anytime soon no with my my pick I'm, I'm hoping they trend downwards so yeah. um but yeah uh, bet, I bet Simon, I bet you love that result. You take probably like Brad said, closer than what you'd want, but you, you take any, any, take any win, win when you can. You take you whatever win or whatever way it comes. And sometimes those last minute ones are, are pretty exciting. But yeah, Tapani, I, I wanted to touch on him as well because I, I talked about Hughes for the Storm and and the you know the Kiwi players. I think Tapani's in such good form and it just fills me with such excitement for the internationals because I think, and with the World Cup this year, I think we have so many players that are in such great form and, and we've selected an informed team. So, um, yeah, again, I digress, but the Raiders getting the win. So congrats to the Green Machine. The Bulldogs picking up their first back-to-back -back win, I think it was since 2019 at some point, so a couple of years ago. Since the 1800s. Um, yeah, hey. it feels that way. <laughs> uh, but they their big winners over the Tigers, 36-12, six tries to two. Jeremy Marshall-King, Jake Averillo grabbing a double, Jacob Carres, 
Curtis Moran and Aaron Shoup grabbing the tries for the Doggies. And David Norfoluma and Jimmy Tamo grabbing the two tries for the Tigers. The Tigers, yeah, not looking much chop up at the moment, are they, Brad? They're, 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 my, they're my great hope for the, for the spoon, they're keeping the Warriors safe from that spoon maybe. Um, they look they look even more lost since getting rid of Madge Maguire. That's that's one of the points I've got on here. So um, I'll go with the Bulldogs first because full respect to the winning team. Um, it's a great performance flowing on from what they delivered last week. Jake Averillo continues to impress at fullback. Yeah. Um, it just makes their whole attack so much more dangerous. Um, so they need to keep him there. Matt Burton was haunting the Tigers all night with his kicks. Mm. Um, they look horrible to diffuse. So, um, and yeah, they they also showed the Bulldogs showed that they can score in so many different ways. They don't just have to go to Ado Car. Um, they're not a one trick pony. They you know Ado Car had a great game, but didn't get on the score sheet. Um, and yeah, I did put a note. It's a bit facetious, but it's interesting to see that the Bulldogs' attacks improved so much since Trent Barrett left. Considering he's been praised as the guy that made the attack Panthers' attack what it was, hmm. but he was stunting the Bulldogs' attack. Um, that's I have to say it was him because he's the only change, um, hmm. other than moving Averillo to fullback. But he was in charge and wasn't doing that. So. Um, yeah, it's just good to see them bounce back, and hopefully it continues. And yeah, the Tigers, like you said, I think they look checked out. Um, they've lost the heart they had when Maguire was their coach. Mm. Um, and whoever's going to take that job over um, has a lot to work to do. Yeah, good luck. Um, they did score two nice tries, but they were never in this match at all. Um, mm. They're missing too many tackles, making too many errors, and I'm not sure we're going to see another Tigers win this year. Hmm. Um, I, I hope not. I've looked at the draw, and I yeah. <laughs> as long as they can win as much as they want, as long as it's not the next one. Yeah. I um I thought it was interesting you brought up how much the doggies' attack has improved under Potter. Um, funny stat I think in the month, maybe not even a month that Potter's been in charge, they've scored more tries under him than they did in the whole first. 10 or 11 weeks with Trent Barrett. I, I yeah. heard that one I heard that one during the week, which is crazy. It's a um, crazy stat, yeah. It is, it is. And um, quite a nice moment in the tunnel after the game of Freddie Fittler greeting Matt Burton to um, pretty much say he was selected for origin. I did feel very sorry for um, Ad Okar, though, but yeah, the professional he, he is. not seen Ad Okar. I know, yeah. but the professional Ado is he was the first one up to to give Burton a hug when they announced it to the team. And, you know, it, although it must be killing him that he's not selected, he's such a team man. And it says to me why he should be selected. He's, he's, well, it, it kind of goes, goes in the face of what they were talking about um, before the last one, saying like Josh Ado if he was with the Storm, would he be picked? It's just because he's a bulldog that he's not being picked. And then they pick. A bulldog half to play centers, um, yeah, for New South Wales. Strange, <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, that was round 15. Um, so if you want to bring up the tips, um, I only got one game wrong because my picking is impeccable right now. Oh, um, he's on form, 
I got the Dragons Rabbitohs game wrong, which we all did. Um, but then you guys, Richie and Simon, you both got six out of eight because you also got the Eels Roosters game wrong. So that puts me still leading um, with a decent lead now, 80 out of 116. Richie, you are second, 76 out of 116. And Simon coming up third with 73 out of 116. Um, but we get a week off, so maybe you guys can study how to pick and um, give me a challenge for the next one. Um, and if you want to bring up the ladder, Paul, before we move on. So um, not too much has really changed there, has it? We we um, we won't really talk about the Warriors going down, but um, Panthers are still at the top. Um, Storm second, Cowboys third, Sharks went up to fourth, um, Broncos went down to fifth, Eels are sixth, Rabbitohs seventh, Dragons have gone up into the top eight, Roosters have fallen out of the eight, they're now at ninth, Seagulls are tenth, Raiders are gone, well, Raiders are staying at eleventh, they were eleventh last week. Um, Knights stayed 12th, Bulldogs went up to 13th, Tigers went down to 14th, Warriors with the worst points differential are now 15th, and then the Titans are just hoping for a win to get off that bottom of the ladder at 16th. Yeah, just a couple of points on here. As you can tell, the, um, as, as Brad was said in our pre-show, um, that uh, basically the NRL um, social media people who put this together are taking the week off because they've called this round one, as you can see at the top there. Um, and also the Titans do not have eight points. They have six yeah. points. So, they have six um, points, yeah. So that's they, why they, the they cocked up a bit, the NRL, this week. Um, I sent an email through to Andrew Abdo um, just saying that he's affecting our show by having these people that don't know how to do their job <laughs> and um, if they could please fix it. But he hasn't replied. Um, but yeah, the um the points might be wrong, but the positions unfortunately are what they are there with us sitting very, very close to the bottom. Um, yeah, the, and Simon did say they have a bit to do with the international weekend coming up. Well, there's less to do. There's less games to to have. Got less <laughs> games than we would normally have. So yeah, it's easier for them. Anyway, you um, think so? So uh, so kicking off our Q and A round. As, but yep. uh, one from me though. So you've you've had a go at the um, at the Roosters and the Sea Eagles during the review. Um, they're only one point one game off the uh, top eight. But are we saying that top eight is now fixed and that actually those two those teams their form is so bad that actually even though they're close, they're not really as close as the points say. So. I definitely well, I wouldn't say fixed, but Braden and I tip Manly and Roosters to be top of the ladder. So yeah. probably says more about us. Um, but the Roosters, yeah, I think like Richard made a good point that the Roosters, you know, they're on the outside of the eight, but they have to play the Panthers next. Um, the Sea Eagles are outside the eight, but they have to play the Storm next. Um, so it's not like they're going to get a win anytime soon. And um, you look at some of the other teams in the eight right now, um, they've got some tough games. Um, there's still movement. I You could even potentially, depending how the Raiders go, the Raiders could squeak up. Um, I, I'd say 11 and up. 11 and up potentially still have a chance to be the eight. Yeah. Um, see, Simon said 12. So I've cut off at the Raiders. 
Um, no, no, he said he, he, he said he would like a 12-team playoff. That, that, yeah, that's he, he, it. <laughs> <laughs> he wants the yeah. end of round robin now and make it 12 yeah. teams. Um, but, yeah, I would say from the Raiders up, potentially have a chance of playoffs. From the Knights down, um, they're already no thinking, thinking about next year. Um, yeah. I'm hoping the Warriors get closer to the top of the bottom eight than where they are right now. Um, but yeah, I think um, below the below the Raiders, I think they're dreaming. Yeah, just and just another thing you can't see on this, but folks, but the uh, the tight the West uh, West Tigers have already had their buy. So um, whereas the uh, uh, Bulldogs, uh, Warriors, and Titans all have a buy to come, so all have an all have all have two free points um, coming their way. So, but. Um, what one I threw out in the in the in in the chat a bit facetiously was uh, is bottom of the table is the wooden spoon competition more competitive than the minor premiership? It generally always is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, everyone's by fighting and clawing their way not to get it. Where the generally a month or two into the comp, you kind of have an idea of the two or three that are going to take the minor premiership out. Um, I feel yeah, I feel like the Panthers unless something disastrous happens, have kind of got minor premiership locked up already. Um, you know, they got they got a, a two two win advantage over the Storm right now. Um, so unless they go on a massive um, losing streak, Panthers still even have, haven't had their bye. So they still get another two, three points as well. Um, I think they look well, well on form to be minor mm. premiers, where we still can't honestly say who's going to be the wooden spoon. Okay, some of the sorry, so, 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 some of the more serious questions from the from the live chat. Then, um, Robbie um, over on the uh, Ingers League wrap up uh, Facebook page, uh, he goes, um, "What are you boys looking forward to most, uh, the Kiwis or the Warriors homecoming?" Warriors homecoming. Yeah, I've got to go with Brad there. Although I am really excited for the the Kiwis match. Um, it's been a long time since we've had Test footy and Test footy at home. And our team looks fantastic. Tonga's team looks fantastic. So that's super mouthwatering. But yeah, Brad and I are just tragics, I guess. Warrior tragics. Yeah. Let's just say I don't have tickets for the Kiwis game, but I've got my tickets for the Warriors game because um, I'm very cheap. It was very expensive to get tickets to the Kiwis game. Um, so I was like, so oh, is, no. is, is the Kiwis game a sellout or not? Um, I don't think so because I looked, I, I did. I did almost cave and buy tickets today, and there were still ones available. Not a lot. Um, it look, it's going to be a decent crowd, but it's not a sellout. There's still some up in the tippity tops. Um, I think all the South Stand is gone because South Stand's generally the cheap seats. Um, that's all completely gone. And where Richie and myself sit for Warriors games sold out the day it opened because that was when I tried to get tickets for my seat. Um, you think it's going to be a pro Tonga crowd? It's always a pro Tonga crowd. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's going to be. It's a great experience. I I think I've said on the show before and off the show with Paul. I went to the World Cup semi final at Mount Smart, where it was Tonga versus England, and the atmosphere was amazing. Mm. Um, yeah, and so I said tickets around thirty dollars. See, too expensive for me. Um, you don't understand how how little Paul pays me, Simon. <laughs> Um, I, I can't afford that. And petrol's expensive now. Um, 
No, when I went on today, the only ones I could find, I think, were like $55, um, which isn't bad. Um, I'll probably still end up buying a ticket, maybe. I don't know. Um, we'll play it by ear. I, don't, I um, feel like I want that first experience of a live game to be the Warriors. Um, up against uh, yeah, up against the, uh, the, the the Tigers, not too far away now um, either. Yeah. Um, and uh, a 4 p.m. game, so hopefully... Uh, uh, not uh, not too cold either. Um, yeah. Again, over on uh, your your uh, your page, Mark says Warriors need to try and get McNamara as head coach. Thoughts on that? Yeah, I actually, yeah, I actually saw a good um, uh, some guy. I can't remember who it was, but he he writes and he said like the the checklist that you need or everyone expects for a first grade coach, and Steve McNamara ticks all those boxes but no one's talking about him for any of their jobs. And um, he's with Cattle and Dragons right now, and he has said that he's very happy where he is. But he was also an assistant coach at the Warriors. And um, the guy that did the article said a lot of similarities between Catalans and the Warriors um, about how they're in France. They travel to England every second week. The Warriors travel to Australia every second week. Um, we're on some rough times and they've started to get back into good form. Um, James Maloney kind of fixes the team like he did here. Um, a lot of things, but he is also, he manages himself, which I think is a, an advantage. Um, I wouldn't say no if he was interested, but it, he basically said, I'm very happy where I am, but you can never really say no if an NRL opportunity pops up. But, um, yeah, he's one I'd be much happier hearing it's him than if they – I'm trying to think of some of the other ones they've said. Like, if if we had bloody Jeff Toovey or something, I would rather McMara. And Richard, you want to answer? I kind of yeah, you want me to – no, you want me to win? Um, yeah, I'd take it, but it's – he's got to want to come here as well. That's the key. I mean, does he want to come here over Catalan? Maybe not. Living in France sounds pretty nice. Does sound pretty nice. And uh, yeah, look, and, and the flight between France and England was about an hour rather than three hours. Um, yeah. Plus, you know, for a new so it, 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 it was it is similar. It's not it's not exactly the same. So, Richie, one for you here. Cameron Scott wants to know: uh, Can you please confirm that next year, indeed, is actually um, it is actually coming home? Uh, can, can you confirm that for, for for Cameron? He's a champion man, Cam Scott. Um, yes, I can confirm. Um, I know you believe, Cam, that it's coming home next year. Um, so, yeah, I'm with you there, mate. It's coming home. It's got to have been here before to come home, right? You know, everything, <laughs> everything can have a new home. For anyone who's super confused right now, we're talking about the Premiership coming home to the Warriors. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jeff Start, Sarton, um, how much time have the Warriors got to appoint a new coach? You think is is a, is 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 the uh, is the clock ticking? Um, ideally, you want, I feel like you want to have it done before the season's ended so they can kind of start. Um, but I know they've got Stacy in the pocket, as rude as that might sound, so they could probably go a bit later if they had to. But you'd ideally want, say, October. Um, yeah, say October, and Simon said, believe Stacy is coach. Um, 
Stacy's kind of made it clear he doesn't want to be. But um, if he if he starts getting performances out of it and actually enjoys it, he might say, yeah, no, I'm actually interested and stay on, um, which I'm not opposed to if if it's if it looks like it's working. Um, much like I said, the Todd Payton thing, I wasn't sold on Todd Payton until he actually started doing the job, and mm-hmm. then I was very upset when he he dumped us on live air. So. <laughs> Results speak the loudest, don't they? I mean, yeah. he says he doesn't want it, but if they go on a, it's as unlikely as it is, if the Warriors go on a huge winning streak, he might think, "Well, this is this is great." <laughs> Richie, Richie, look, 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 let's just get the next winner okay, before you start to out winning streaks. <laughs> I'll get myself out of just fantasy land. In the in the losing streak before you start thinking about a winning streak, that's the goal. Um, Fiona wants to know your thoughts on Benji coming out and defending SJ. Like yeah, that. so yeah, um, so we kind of covered it a little bit earlier before you jumped on, but yeah, I like that. Um, as I said earlier, every out of any player that's played the game, I feel Benji understands Sean's mindset and situation better than anyone. He's basically um, a, a carbon copy. You know, he started as the the flashy superstar and had some struggles. Left the game, came back, changed his whole game style um to fit who he was now and i think that's the point we're at with sean um and i know there's a lot of people not liking sean right now because he hasn't been playing well but i feel being away from his little girl and his wife has really affected him um he kind of had the whole time he was with the sharks he basically had them with him um at the start of the season he had them with him with the warriors then they've gone home and we've kind of seen him slide. And I think he was like first on the plane to come back as soon as they were able to um, this week. So I think being reunited with his little girl um, will help a lot. And um, like, look, Roger, Roger left the Warriors so he could stay with his kids. Uh, um, so we can't really fault Sean for wanting to be around his family. Um, at least he's not quitting on us like Roger did. Yeah, SJ to Benji and go to uh, and have a failed trip to the Blues. Um, anyway, um, Nicholas uh, also on your page says um, if the Warriors signed Michael Maguire, um, what would your reactions be? I wouldn't mind it. You go, Richie, because I, I talk too much. I wouldn't mind it either. <laughs> I mean, uh, he had a very torrid time with the Tigers, but I. I I'm of the firm belief that the Tigers are a bit of a poison chalice organization. Um, would have been tough for any coach. I don't think Craig Bellamy would have turned that that playing group around. Um, and, yeah. Um, I think the biggest thing you, you saw out of the Tigers was the heart that he gave them. Yeah. Like they were the worst team on the planet last year, but they made every team know that they were playing the Tigers. Um, you know, they weren't winning every week, but, yeah, they were just – going giving 110 percent, and you've seen that the moment they sack him they've given up um mm. so if you tell me that you could bring him into the warriors and they will give you 100 percent on the field i'm more competent that the um warriors would actually be successful because they've got better talent um mm. than the tigers so you tell me you've got a warriors team that's going to give it 100 percent every week i'd be all for it um He's, yeah. he's he's proven he can get results in the past too. He's a premiership winning coach, so 
Um, yeah, I think just the Tigers have made him look bad. When, in all, in, in all fairness, I think he's a lot better than what his record at the Tigers showed. He's going to be a World Cup winning coach in a couple of months as well. So yeah, so was um, Kearney. And, yeah, <laughs> and that's the uh, that's the chat from. Um, oh, that's the uh, uh, the questions from the chat, guys. All right. Um, we are going a bit long, but um, hit me with your question first. I, I feel like I can talk more. Righto. Um, players who are eligible to play for Tonga or, you know, a Tonga, Samoa, whatever it may be, and also state of origin. I'm talking, say, Katoni Stags, for instance. And those players saying they will be available to play for Tonga as long as they aren't selected for origin. Interesting situation. So what's what's your feelings on that? Yeah, um, I think they need to put a line in the sand with Tonga now. More specifically, Tonga is not a Tier 2 nation in rugby league. They're Tier 1. Um, they, they are better than, um, world ranking-wise, they're better than Australia right now. Yeah. So um, I think it needs to be treated the same as New Zealand. So you can't play for New Zealand and New South Wales. Um, I feel like that's the same thing. And you just, you like the Kiwis, you have to declare, um, are you going to play for the Kiwis or do you want to be Australian and represent um, in the state of origin and draw that line in the sand um, like Talakai has done. Talakai said, no, I I respect and appreciate my Tongan heritage, but I'm an Australian and I want to play Origin. Um, we'll see in the World Cup if he changes his mind and place for Tonga, then it might be a different conversation. Um, but yeah, I think once you make the choice, it should be it. Um, I'm all for the the Pacific nations getting more of those players. So um, guys like Katoni Staggs, who's playing this weekend, um, have him there. The thing is, it's the money thing though. It you is. know, yeah. you can play, if you can find out a way where you can play for Tonga and play State of Origin and get that State of Origin money, why would you say no? And the only reason it doesn't happen this weekend is because they're not playing State of Origin on Wednesday. They're yeah. playing it during the weekend where you um, can't. But it's, I think it needs to be like New Zealand, in my opinion. You either play for the Kiwis or you play State of Origin. Yeah, and like Simon said the same, you should either play State of Origin or not. Um, yeah, because yeah, it could be like saying, like, I, I'm i a New Zealander, but I can play for Norway because of my heritage. Um, they would probably let me, to be honest. I'm sure there's not a lot of Norwegians. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, oh, but a Viking kind of overlay picture. You could have... I could have warned me. I'm sorry. <laughs> Isn't this enough? Um, but yeah, I think you just got to do a line in the sand. Tonga's too big of a powerhouse now to be getting the special treatment. But I also, I don't want to see that mean that there's a mass exodus of Tongan players because they don't want to play for them anymore. Um, because they want to play origin and like some of these guys, they'll have great careers with Tonga and they'll play one game. Like Stags may never play origin again, um, depending on what Fittler decides. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's a roundabout way of saying no. Treat them the same as Kiwis. Um, you can't play Origin. 
I, I well summed up, Brad. I would say the exact same. Yeah, I just spent ten minutes saying what I said at the very start. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, so we got interesting to what we've got the world rankings up to just quickly run through the games and just show the rankings i know you'll preview the games and set oh, give predictions but and um, we also got we've got kiwis versus tonga so one versus three um samoa um versus um uh the uh the cook, cook islands Island. so samoa there at eight with the um cook islands um down in whoa uh 22nd so that's going to be a bit of a and then um papua new guinea um, versus Fiji, uh, which is fifth versus sixth. So some uh, interesting lineup, um, uh, some matchups there. So that fifth versus sixth. On the women's side, though, um, with the um, New Zealand versus Tonga, New Zealand number two in the world. Tonga, oh, not even ranked in world rankings at all. Um, thoughts on that, guys? That Tonga women don't even rank, and yet uh, they're playing the uh, they, the ladies. Um, they haven't really had a lot of games um they're kind of just kind of getting the woman's side of things sorted um mm. now that um now that we've got the nrlw there's a lot more of them playing so they're getting a chance here they'll they'll do well and, you know see simon said chance is eligible to play for norway so me and chance could go in there and help them out in the world cup or something i don't know to be fair uh, the the uh, men's teams haven't been playing at all either but if that means we stay at the top of the rankings, then let's just yeah. draw the line. Yeah. But um, yeah, the rankings. <laughs> um, when it comes to that Tongan team, I, I take the rankings away. They could come out and wipe the floor with the Kiwi Ferns. I really hope they don't. But um, there's a lot of good players. Cool. I thought it interesting that they weren't even ranked, um, and that they were playing the uh, number two team in the world. So. Uh, let's uh, let's hope it is a competitive. Well, yes, but it sounds like it will be a competitive game. So that's good to see. Good to see it. Yeah, and Simon's just said he thinks the Tongan New Zealand women's match is for convenience. I think that plays a part too. You got a massive Tongan crowd coming, so it makes sense to get um, the Tongan women team out in front of their home crowd. Um, I'll call it home crowd because it's that felt smart. Um, so I think it's yeah, it's a win-win for them, and um, both games are going to be fantastic. But um, but my question before we quickly go on, um, what did you think of Ronald Volkman's debut, and would you keep him in the Warriors' hearts for the rest of the season? I know we kind of covered it a little bit, but yeah, we we, we did. So I'll skim over it pretty quick. I thought he was very solid. Um, I think for for Ronnie, I think his debut has been made against probably the hardest team you can play. So I mean, he's come out against the benchmark and didn't disgrace himself at all i thought he had some great moments so he's seen that this is the this is probably as hard as it's going to get um that should fill him with some confidence he seems like a confident young man anyway and looked like he has the potential to form a nice wee combination with reese walsh um and i think he, he can only get better so i, th I say yeah. while the season's gone and we're just trying to avoid the spoon why not blood him and just give him as much experience as we can just keep him keep him there to learn yeah i i'm on the same side with you there i think he he did himself no disservice out there and i don't think he's going to let you down so may as well keep him out there and i saw some people critiqued his defense but i think he had like 27 tackles and only four misses yeah which isn't isn't bad when you compare that stat to the likes of cody nicarima who have been in that spot mm. um 
and have it kind of the other way, four tackles with 27 misses. Yeah, so, and like I said earlier, they sent a lot of a big – they sent a lot of traffic his way one-on-one too. They were isolating him against Liam Martin, who's a big, strong ball runner. I know we, we've seen Chanel Harris-DeVita flatten him once before, but um, for a teenager in his first game, I think he handled that load very well. Yeah. So um, that was our question. So we may as well we'll do a quick rundown on the international weekend. Um, we're not doing tips for this one, um, Simon, other than the state of origin, because we've already got two tipping comps. I don't want to add a third for a one-off weekend. Well, we can say who we think is going to do um, the job. But while we're looking at it... You should, you should um, have added them yeah, to, uh, to the state of origin tipping. Oh, it's too much hard work. I can't, I can't think that fast. Um, sounding confident. There is news, breaking news, um, that um, David Mead has retired from international footy after the game that's happening this week. Um, he has decided, he's um, told the Papua New Guinea coach that he would like to um, give that spot to a younger man for the World Cup. So um, the Papua New Guinea captain is going to step down after the game this week. So that just popped up on the website, so I thought I'd better say it now. Um, but yeah, first up, it's not on this list because they show no respect to Lebanon. Um, but in 15 minutes, Lebanon and Malta are playing. Um, they show them so much respect that they haven't even got the team list out. So I can't tell you who's playing, but, um, that's the first game to kick off international, um, footy. Then we've got the, as you see there, we've got the under 19 state of origin, um, women and men. Um, playing tomorrow night. Um, Friday night, we've got the State of Origin Women, um, which should be a, a hell of a game. Biggest game of the weekend. Um, first up, we've got the Kiwi Ferns versus the Tongan Women team. Um, and then we've got, yeah, the Kiwis versus Tonga. Um, I've kind of skipped over all the first because I don't. I don't have too much opinion on the wins and losses there, but who do you think is going to win between the Kiwis and Tonga, Richie? I'm going to go back, mate. Um, Lebanon, New South Wales, New South Wales, Kiwis. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm going with the Kiwis too. I was tempted to pick Tonga, but I think the Kiwis have got a really good-looking team. They do. Um, so I'm going with them. Then we've got, after that, we have Samoa versus the Cook Islands. I've gone with Samoa. I think Samoa have got a better-looking team. Yeah. A um, couple Samoa. of warriors in there, which moves my alliance a bit as well. Then we've got Papua New Guinea and Fiji. I've gone with Papua New Guinea because Papua New Guinea's got a great team. Um, you know, we just talked about me. They've got Olam from the Storm. Um, they've just got players everywhere that are very damaging. And Fiji, they've got some good players. They've obviously got... Um, Sivo and Ravalava on the wings. Yeah, great wingers. Um, <laughs> great wingers. Um, Kevin Nakama is at 5'8", which is interesting. Um, but, yeah, I think uh, Papua New Guinea's probably got the bigger the bigger um, experience factor, I would say. But Kakao oh. is also playing for the Fiji. Okay, I'm going to go Fiji. You're going to go Fiji? Yeah. Um, you watch, you'll beat me on all these ones and the tips that don't count. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we end the international round, of course, because Australia must always um, be the princess at the party. 
was State of Origin, um, New South Wales versus Queensland. This one will count for our tips. Um, I know you're picking Queensland. So no, I'm not. Never. I'll put you down for Queensland. Um, so you're New South Wales. I am going for Queensland. I am envisioning a 3-0 and um, streak. And um, Simon, if you want to send through who you're picking for Origin, um, so I can write you down as well. Um, and Simon's also mentioned Papua New Guinea is the only true rugby league nation in the world. That's true. Yeah, it's their national sport. Um, so yeah, I think they're gonna they're gonna come back on that one. Um, but yeah, that's the international round. I think it's gonna be. Um, yeah, Simon said, "Do you know your Queensland, New South Wales are separate countries?" Um, yeah. <laughs> But um, yeah, so they'll be um, great games to watch. I'm obviously he Simon's going with New South Wales. So Good man, where, not unfortunately get, though. This is where I get my lead again uh, with Queensland <laughs> winning. Um, but yeah, it's going to be great, and um, we'll we'll cover the games that we can watch. I think is probably the best thing for what we can cover next week, Richie. Yeah, sounds um, good. Because some of them aren't being aired here, from what I can see. I, I think all the games on Saturday are. Um, mm. I'm not sure about the under underage state of origin, and the, I think the women's is. But I, it says right there they all are yeah. on Sky Sport. Cool. I should read the pictures that I put up. Um, so we'll cover as much of it as we can next week. But anything else you want to add before we go? Um, just thanks to everyone for tuning in and, and throwing comments our way and Paul for being the consummate professional as always. And I just want to encourage everyone to watch this rep round. I mean, we've been crying out for international footy for a long time and Brad and I are big advocates for it. So, um, yeah, yeah, make sure to watch Definitely. it. Uh, just a note, these times are A-S-E-T times. So is it what, plus three hours for New Zealand? Um, yeah. So it all kicks off on Saturday at uh, uh, around about four, just after four o'clock. So set yourselves in for four o'clock all the way through um, till pretty much midnight, I guess, uh, is uh, for, for some great footy. Uh, get your pizza delivery or your get, or if you live, live inside Auckland or Wellington, get your Uber Eats delivery um, and uh, get your little chilli bin of beer next to your seat in front of the TV. Don't uh, Don't be wandering off back to the kitchen or anything silly like that. Um, unless you've got kids who can deliver like Richie does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Simon just mentioned, yeah, they're being broadcast on Sky. Yeah. And um, yeah, sorry, before we go, there was one international window. England defeated the combined nations all stars 18 to four in the UK over the weekend, which is why there was no Super League. So um, they've at least done the right thing and actually won the game, unlike last year when they lost it 26 24. Um, so yeah, that was all I had. So, um, anything you want to add, Paul, before I sign off? No, I'm just waiting, I'm waiting for you to sign off so I can click, yes. click and, and broadcast. Okay, <laughs> awesome. So, um, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in and joining us tonight on the standoff with Brandon Ritchie for your weekly update on rugby league. Tune into our show next week at 8 pm here on Facebook or at your convenience on iHeartRadio. Just remember the search for New Zealand Sport Radio. Cheers for joining me, guys, and good night, everyone. Pleasure. Listen, you already. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 